Reformatting card. Scan your items and place them in the bagging area. Weigh your Fuji apples. Do you have any coupons? <laughs> Enter your phone number or scan your coupons. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Ride Home Podcast. My name is Caitlin. And my name is Abby. We're switching it up again. Change up. I got to shake into this a little bit. I know. You're a little nervy. I'm a little nervous. (laughs) For second time starting the podcast, kind of nervous. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this week, we are covering my throwback episode, Mm -hmm. which came to me basically in a dream <laughs> out of thin air out, literally, literally out of thin air which is exactly how i predicted it was going to come to me uh-huh because i knew if i stopped thinking about what movie i wanted to watch it was just going to like click into my head one mm-hmm. day and i genuinely couldn't tell you how this came to me yeah i think i was just like watching tiktoks and i was like oh fuck remember that movie <laughs> it just like literally appeared and then i picked it so this week we are going to be talking about the 2006 drama Notes on a Scandal, mm-hmm. which you have not seen before. Not only have I not seen before, I had no idea what it was about. Mm-hmm. I have never seen a trailer. Mm-hmm. I have never seen clips. I went into this about as blind as a human being could go into a movie. Yeah. Which is interesting. I feel like besides Movie Mystery Mondays, it's very rare that we watch a movie that we are completely blind. Yeah. I mean, usually if you're going to see a like a film in, in theaters, mm-hmm. you've at least seen like one trailer. Right. Or seen something about it online or somebody said something right. about it. And if you're streaming something, mm-hmm. often like, you know how it'll auto start a trailer? Uh-huh. Like often if you're searching for something to stream, you'll auto watch a trailer or the synopsis will be on the page while mm-hmm. you're searching for a movie. So unless you do that like Netflix option where it's just like play me something uh-huh really we don't go into any movies blind no ever. no <laughs> anymore really not at all yeah. and i was so happy i didn't think you had seen this movie because this movie came out in 2006 i haven't seen this movie for a long time mm-hmm. but i will say i think i've seen this movie at least 10 times oh my god probably more so your notes on a scandal stand i am a notes on a scandal stand i think think I discovered it when I was in college. Uh-huh. I don't even know how I came upon it. I think I just got it in like a DVD like bargain bin or something. Mm, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, it's Cape Blanchett. Like the Walmart bins that are like yeah, $3.99. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, well, let's see. And then I watched it. I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we picked notes on a scandal. Uh-huh. Should I go ahead and start with a bio and... Yeah, let's kick it off. All right, let's go. And just a warning, as always, for our throwback episodes, we will be talking about spoilers. So if you haven't seen Notes on a Scandal and you plan on seeing it and don't want spoilers, go watch it and then join us. Exactly. Okay. As I said before, this movie came out in 2006, Mm -hmm. which for context is 17 years ago. You want to know why that makes me upset? Mm -hmm. I started my senior year of high school in 2006. Yeah, that's that's why I'm upset. 
<laughs> I'm also upset. I'm, I'm angry about that. I'm really angry and I feel very, I felt very old when I looked yeah. this up to see where it was streaming. And I was like, wait, 2006? It's it's wild. All right. <laughs> so this came out in 2006. Well, weird. Uh-huh. It is directed by Richard Eyre. Mm-hmm. Who, upon a quick Google search, looks like he's mostly just directed, like, strictly British films. Yeah, I feel like I'd, like, heard his name before, Mm -hmm. but I I couldn't place anything. And when I looked at his IMDb page, like, halfway through the movie, all I saw was that he had directed another movie with Judi Dench. Okay. So he's Judi Dench's guy. Okay. Apparently so. (laughs) How funny would it be if he only directed movies with Judi Dench? Literally, (laughs) that would be so which like what a niche i know what a niche gig i mean i can respect that yeah though. she's dame judy dench all right so it's directed by richard air mm-hmm. and it stars Kate blanchett judy dench and bill nye also juno temple who we know from ted lasso dude and she is so young in it she's so so little she has like the little like like baby fat on her mm-hmm. face still and so when she walked in the frame and she has curly hair too yes. which threw me off mm-hmm. i knew that she was in it because the credits are at the beginning of the movie uh-huh but it took me a second because i was expecting an adult i don't know why yeah i thought she was older than us so she is 30. I just looked it up. She's 34. Okay. So, so she's already. Yeah. Basically. So when this movie came out, okay. she was 17. And so were we. That's insane. Well, I was like 15 when this movie came out. That's crazy. She looks, I mean, exactly the same. Just yeah. with like, you know, chubby teenager cheeks. Like. Right. And super <laughs> curly hair. Yeah. Yeah, so a quick little Google Mm -hmm. synopsis. Barbara Covet, a veteran teacher at St. George's, senses a kindred spirit in Sheba Hart, the school's new art teacher. The younger woman's charisma intensely draws in the older, and the two become friends. Then Barbara learns of Sheba's affair with a teenage student and becomes the keeper of the explosive secret. Mm. Something also to note about this movie. Kate Blanchett and Judy Dench were both nominated for Golden Globes and Oscars for mm. their performance in this movie. Okay. Did so either of them win? Or? No one won. Neither okay. of them won. I don't believe this movie won any, but it was nominated for quite a few BAFTAs, Golden Globes, and Oscars for some acting performances. Mm-hmm cool so something to note again unsure of how i developed an obsession with this film probably 15 years ago i get it yeah it's like a psychological thriller it's like your genre of book yes exactly you like women doing fucked up things in the shadows yes you know what i mean yes like yes. that's a, that's a thing that you you have like a niche for. Yeah, because it's something that keeps you on your toes. Uh-huh. And it's also like how we've talked about women's obsession with true crime. Mm-hmm. It's like something so far off base from like your normal yeah. day-to-day mundane life that it's just like it captivates you because it's so wild and yeah. extravagant. Well, and I also feel like there's something really like specifically interesting about like female crime or mm-hmm. like female drama or female thriller where mm-hmm. like like misery for example yeah. there's this like specific i don't know what it is like this little new ping like this new like flavor that it brings because mm-hmm. i feel like male crime is so violence based mm-hmm. and it's just more like impulsive and just yeah. quick and violent and i feel like stories that tell 
crimes or fucked up stories about women are more psychological and they mm-hmm. really like get under your skin yeah. type of thing. So I completely understand why you're into mm-hmm. this. Like I, I 100% get it. Yes. So we already know that I was previously obsessed with this movie. Yeah. I haven't watched it in a long time. So I'm going to kick it off to you. Yeah. Because I am dying, dying, dying to know mm-hmm. what you thought about Notes on a Scandal. Well, we literally ended the movie and I was like, do you just want to record like immediately? Like right yeah. now? And I was like, yes, <laughs> because I need to know. I need to know. What did you think? I'm going to start off first by saying something. I'm going to kind of give this out of order. Okay. There were problems with it. Sure. And I think my main problem with it was the ending. Okay. However, I absolutely loved it. Yay. Yeah. Okay. It was great. Awesome. I, it was something that held my interest for the whole time. And to be completely honest with you, I'm not sure if I would have loved it as much if I knew that she was going to have a relationship with her student Mm -hmm. because it was actually genuinely shocking to me. Yes. Like the scene where Covet, which Mm -hmm. what a name for her character. Yes. I know, I know. <laughs> a little on the nose, but a little still. Bit. It's okay. The the script was a little on the nose, which I'm I'm gonna say is like one of its errors and sure. we can go into that later. But I sure. will say that when she first discovers that they're having a relationship and it's in the midst of this Christmas concert and mm-hmm. she's trying to find Sheba, the soundtrack mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. ominous as shit. Yeah. And it's the first time in the movie that it's ominous Mm -hmm. it kind of just starts out very almost just Mm -hmm. a typical british character piece type movie where Mm -hmm. like i wasn't really sure where it was going Mm -hmm. to be completely honest with you and so when that ominous music started playing and i saw a light on in her classroom Mm -hmm. i don't even know if i said something out loud but i literally just like in my mind was like oh shit she's having sex with a student mm-hmm. and like i just immediately knew which student it was because they yeah, have like they focused on him set earlier it mm-hmm. but it's still like i didn't assume that that was what was gonna happen sure. that moment was a genuine like shock and i felt like that like pit feeling mm-hmm. in my stomach where mm-hmm. i was like oh no especially because i love kate blanchett mm-hmm. she looks gorgeous in this movie yeah. and so i think like I was saying before about women committing crimes, mm-hmm. it's it's that twisting feeling because you you like them mm-hmm. and you're attracted to them and then they do something like that. It's so subversive, yes. right? Like it's just like she and she really was beautiful. In Gorgeous. This. Oh my I god. Kind of like for and she is beautiful, but yeah. like in this movie particularly, she's like very very ethereal. I did look up the ages of her and the boy's character because I was just curious. Oh no. She was 37 uh-huh. when this came out and he was 17. Oof. In real life. So she was 20 years his elder. I had to sign some parental paperwork for that one. Uh, yeah. I think maybe in the UK, 16 is an adult, though. I think so, because they can drink when they're 16, I think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. So maybe they didn't, but... Maybe, but anyways, so, so she yeah. was, you know, almost our age, a yeah. little bit older, but she looked great. She looked gorgeous. If you told me she was 28 in this movie, I would have believed you. Yeah, she, and I think... She looked amazing. And I think you're right about especially when it's a woman who looks like Kate Blanchett and acts like her like she's so graceful like we talked about graceful warm she's so graceful and warm and ethereal and she was an art teacher in this movie so she had that kind of like loose boho feel to her and she 
was somebody that you instantly liked. She was like the teacher that we all wanted. Yeah. Like I had a bunch of like curmudgeons and creepy old guys as my teachers. And right. like, oh, super shout out real quick. I know she doesn't listen to this podcast. My English teacher was great. She was this cozy old lady. Yeah. That was just the best. Yeah. But most of my teachers were just like, Ugh. old fuddy daddies. Yeah. Yeah. Every gay kid loves their English teacher. Yeah. What is that? That's a thing. <laughs> I don't know that's what that's certainly, about. There's something about like gays and English yeah. teachers shaking hands. <laughs> Holding hands. Yeah. yeah. But, but I but I think you're right. Yeah. Like it's so, it's so like fucks with your head. Yeah. Because it's like, man, she's so cool and beautiful yes. and awesome. And I like her. But now she's doing this really fucked up like, thing. Like literally, I, in my head, I was like, oh no, not like, not you. Yeah. You know? And I felt personally disappointed yeah. in her, which like. I think that is my number one disappointment is like when teachers especially mm-hmm. commit crimes like this because I have a lot of educators in my life. You work in a school mm-hmm. and I feel like I have um, kind of like an inside look of like how schools operate and uh-huh. how much trust kids put into their teachers Dude. and how like, you know, you as a educator have this immense responsibility because you see these kids more often than they see their own parents yep and for someone to abuse that responsibility is in my mind i know this sounds fucked up but in my mind it's worse than like a random stranger off the street no absolutely because it's like the ultimate power imbalance yes yeah and it's the ultimate taking advantage of a thousand like a vulnerable person yeah And it's really, 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 like, I completely agree. Like, it's worse than just, like, a random pedo on the street. Thousand percent. Yes, that's also horrible and traumatizing. But, like, this is someone that you know, you're connected with, you trust to protect you, Mm -hmm. you look up to, and they are supposed to keep you safe. Like, that is the thing that I tell all kids at my schools. Like, our number one job is to keep you safe. Yeah. And that's literally the opposite of what she did. Yeah. Yeah. So it is like, it's just like... It fucks you up. And it happened pretty early on in the Mm -hmm. movie, I feel like, the reveal. And also, I feel like I'm taking over now. (laughs) But I'm going to give it back to you in a second. But I also feel like the juxtaposition of it happening at Christmas time was also really unsettling. Mm -hmm. Because it was like the rest of the kids were singing like a hip hop version of Joyful, Joyful, We Adore You. She was leaving the scene in Love Actually. Yes. And then like walking in on a literal crime crime yeah against a child yeah and so i literally like in the pit of my stomach was Mm -hmm. just like holy shit but i think what was really interesting about this movie as it develops is learning more about barbara's character Mm -hmm. and her background Mm -hmm. of also abusing people yeah and also the background of Sheba and her husband. Mm-hmm. And I know that like at one point in the movie, like you even said out loud, you were like circle of abuse yeah. because he took advantage of her as a young student. Mm-hmm. His Her husband did. Mm-hmm. And so it was just a really interesting movie that certainly like it could, it felt far-fetched at times, sure. particularly on Barbara's end. Uh-huh. I felt like the main story between Kate Blanchett, the student, and her husband felt very, like, the, I'm sure it's happened <laughs> thousands of times, sure. unfortunately. But Barbara's character was a little over the top. And mm-hmm. I think it took me a second to connect with her very prose, 
Uh like delivery of the voiceover but I reminded myself halfway through the movie when I got a little annoyed with it Mm -hmm. that like she is writing in a journal yeah and so she is embellishing on things Mm -hmm. and often making shit up too and so the fact that there are these kind of poetic statements and these grand phrases and I wrote down a line halfway through where she was like it's like a novice confessing to mother superior Mm -hmm. and like I got a little tired of it Mm -hmm. but then again once I reminded myself that it is like literally called notes on a scandal and Mm -hmm. it's about her journal and creating this like weird narrative that's like Uh there's three different stories happening where Mm -hmm. it's like the actual story what's happening for Kate Blanchett, like making up this weird false reality where she's friends with somebody that's actually just holding blackmail over her head. Yeah. yeah. And then another reality, which is the reality that Barbara is making up in her journal. Mm-hmm. And the three realities coming together was just a fucked up experience to watch. Right. But really, really cool. I right? really enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm so happy to hear that. And I think that's what I loved so much about this movie the first time I saw it and why I couldn't get enough of it because it's like three individually fucked up stories Mm -hmm. and like you said the convergence of the three is like so much more fucked up than just the three stories on their own and I I actually do agree with you especially upon re-watching it I do think some of the writing was a little cringy yeah but also that's kind of the time I was gonna say it is the time kind of like the script from Interstellar like back in the 2000s late 90s scripts were a little over the top yeah they were a little embellished and even like one of my favorite movies literally of all time mm-hmm. juno yeah if you watch it back it's really overwritten yeah that's the content that was coming out at yes, the time so i think percent. it does kind of fit also it's british so i mm-hmm. feel like that's kind of adds another layer of just and their- it was very british very british Everything about it was very British. Everything about it was very British. And I love that too. In like a delightful way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like like you said, it was like, I don't know. It had some like sort of love actually feels to it. Mm-hmm. But like. Fucked up love actually. Really fucked up. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think also something that I love about this movie and what I originally loved about it and still I'm happy to see that it held up are Kate Blanchett and Judy Dench's performances. And also their chemistry together yeah. was really spectacular. I'm I'm gonna say it. If if Meryl Streep is the Meryl Streep of her time, I mm-hmm. J- Kate Blanchett is the Kate Blanchett of her yes. time. Yes, like Kate Blanchett is the Meryl Streep of Gen X. A hundred percent. You know, we're kind of seeing who's gonna be that person for the millennials and Gen Z like mm-hmm. era. Like if it's gonna be Saoirse Ronan, if it's gonna be Florence Pugh. Right. But really and truly. I'm just going to straight up say it. I think Kate Blanchett is the single best actress in that era and think, in her age group. I think so too. And she is just so amazing. Like she's just amazing. Yeah. And she was so, so good in this movie. Dude, the scene, I'm just like, I love it so much. I know it's like, <laughs> it's it's really easy to love a screaming scene. But the scene where she confronts Barbara about the notebook I loved that scene. I know. Both of them were great, but Kate Blanchett specifically was iconic in that scene. Yeah. And I know that like we're not supposed to like her because like <laughs> she's a horrible pedophile. Right. But when 
<laughs> she's talking about how in her journal, how in Barbara's journal, she wrote that they invited her to summer with them in Dordogne. Uh-huh. And she was like, we didn't invite you to Dordogne. And Barbara goes, you specifically said if I was in France, I should drop in. And the the <laughs> delivery from Kate Blanchett when she goes, we didn't mean it. <laughs> yeah, she was like, oh, we didn't mean we didn't it. <laughs> mean it. It was hilarious Mm -hmm. in such a tense moment yeah and for something to be funny in such a heavy movie and in such an intense moment and to also be like relatable yeah in that moment where you're just like dude like i was just saying like you should join us being nice yeah like we are literally just putting on pleasantries for you (laughs) because you're an old hag like an old hag that's blackmailing me yeah like i have to be nice to yeah she really doesn't have a choice at this point but to be nice to her and she's so exhausted by having to be nice to her that Uh she's just like Dude, we didn't mean it. Like, we didn't actually want you to come on our family vacation, exactly. Barbara. Which, like, in that moment, again, like, you have to remember that this woman is, you know, she has done an incredibly fucked up thing. But in that scene, because Barbara is also an abuser, mm-hmm. it's it's crazy because there's no one in this movie to root for. No. Bill Nye is an abuser. Mm-hmm. Kate Blanchett is an abuser. Mm-hmm. And Judy Dench is an abuser. Yeah. And so like you're literally like the only person I'm rooting for is Ben with Down syndrome. Because right. he's great. And I yeah. hope his play was awesome. I yeah. wish we had seen more. I know. He, he was he the was one great. line we saw him deliver, he was adorable I know. and did great. So I was rooting for Ben. That's yeah, the only person we were I'm all rooting here for. for. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there is something special about a cast that is so likable and Mm -hmm. so enjoyable to watch playing characters that are deplorable and being able to pull that off because Mm -hmm. if you have completely unredeemable characters you like you can't connect with them right at all but you see why they make the choices they make Mm -hmm. which is not an excuse for their behavior but it's you understand them as a character and i thought they did a really good job developing their characters to the point that you weren't just nauseated by their existence mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah i mean even bill nye i also thought did a great job yeah they kind of gloss over it more i feel yeah. like and they don't really reveal that until the end that mm-hmm. he was her professor and then i also thought the timing of that revelation was yeah. very good because it was sort of like everything was unraveling mm-hmm. and he had just found out that his wife was sleeping with one of her children students yeah. And then it's revealed that he right. You know and what I mean? That one line when he finds that out, and he says, "We all think about sleeping with young people. It's just we don't actually do it." And I was like, "No, we don't. No, like, we don't, all. sir. No, don't put my name in your mouth <laughs> in this moment, sir." And so in that moment, I start mm-hmm. to like I started to think about like their age gap, and yeah. I was like, "Oh fuck!" And then on top of that, her daughter is mm-hmm. like replicating what her parents have in mm-hmm. dating an older guy mm-hmm. and her parents are like weirdly okay with it yeah and they like support it even though it's very toxic mm-hmm. and you can tell that it's toxic yes but they have to support it because if they don't then they're basically hypocrites you exactly. know what i mean because yeah. they are doing her their daughter is doing what they did mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like they've sort of started to make allowances for things that as a society we pretty much have said is not okay right 
it is interesting to see how complex all yeah. of these people are. Mm-hmm. I mean, this movie is an hour and a half. Which, which that's is so impressive that they were able to do that. In wild an hour and a half. to me. Yeah. Each of these characters individually are extremely dynamic and complex Mm -hmm. because like you said they are all deplorable people doing horrible things making horrible choices abusive people with mental illness basically yeah especially barbara mentally ill yeah oh that's a narc right (laughs) that is a big time narc Woo! i feel like judy dench's character was like really hard to watch and Mm -hmm. cringy and it was like i think (laughs) We've all experienced like someone who's that manipulative maybe. Mm, And so mm -hmm. I think that part was really hard to watch. But even her, which I think that's an underrepresented form of abuse Mm -hmm. is the abuse of a friend. Yeah. And that happens more than I think is shown in Mm -hmm. movies. And we often see abuse within romantic relationships or abuse within non-consenting relationships Mm -hmm. whether that's like physical abuse or sexual abuse right but we rarely see how fucking twisted it is to abuse a friend yeah and to either like blackmail a friend or to create a false reality for a friend Mm -hmm. whatever it is that was a really interesting dynamic to watch but i agree even though there's like nobody to root for in this movie It's still just every character is so interesting that you just want to see it through. Yeah. I will say there actually is another character to root for. Stephen Connolly's mom. Yes. When Mrs. Connolly busts in and starts throwing hands and is beating the (laughs) shit out of Kate Blanchett on her staircase, you and I were like pumping our fists, like rooting for her. You go, as every Irish mom should. (laughs) (laughs) I thought as a good Irish woman should. Yes. And it's true. And it's like, as like, we don't have kids, but if we were parents. And we found out our kid was being abused by a teacher. A thousand percent, we would go beat them up. I would pop off. Yeah. I know you would bust through the door and call them a slut and slap them in the face. Yes. Like you're calling her a bitch and a whore <laughs> yeah. and beating her up on the, her staircase. We were literally like, as you should, Mrs. Connolly. Yes, please. And all of it was so authentic yeah. to how I feel like all of this actually would play out yeah. that it almost felt like like a docudrama you mm-hmm. know what i mean and it's funny when you look this movie up one of the top google searches is is notes on a scandal based on a true story i would believe that yeah because sure. i could see why you would think that yeah i mean this could all actually go down like this and i think it's so so impressive yeah that they made all of that happen in an hour and a half i know I will say my one critique outside of the kind of overwriting of Mm -hmm. of Barbara's character, I didn't love the ending. I thought it was a little clumsy and I didn't get the satisfaction I wanted. Mm -hmm. And I think I really wanted there to be some like I wanted someone to be dead at the end of this. I don't know why, but like I literally was just like. Whether it's Barbara killing Kate Blanchett, Kate Blanchett killing Barbara, Stephen killing Barbara, like whatever it was, I wanted someone to be dead. And I know maybe that's like melodramatic of me, (laughs) but like I feel like it would have fit the movie. I felt like someone should have died. Like someone should have paid the ultimate price for their fucked up shit. Mm -hmm. And I think that might not be the answer. I'm not saying that it would have made it like a perfect movie. Yeah. 
I think it would have excited me more for sure. Yeah. And I think it fizzled out. There was this incredible scene where she confronts Barbara Mm -hmm. about the notebook that we talked about before. And then she goes out to the paparazzi and is just basically like, here I am. Mm -hmm. Like, here I fucking am, guys. And... You know, we hear about her sentence, which is an incredibly short sentence for Uh, having sex with a kid. Yeah, 10 months. That's insane. If that's the law in England, y'all need to fix that. Y'all need to look into that. I mean, Jesus Christ. But anyway, (laughs) I feel like that the sentence like upset me because I was like, I thought she was going to go away for a lot longer than that. Her going back to her husband, her husband Mm -hmm. giving her that like kind of knowing smile of like, yeah, I'll take you back. Right. I was just kind of like, oh, my God. Yeah. And then on top of that, Barbara being back on her bullshit at the end <laughs> and and trying to lure in another young woman. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense that Barbara would be back on her bullshit. I didn't sure. mind that scene as much, but I felt like Kate Blanchett's story really fizzled out. I also wish we had seen more of Stephen after he confronts Barbara when he basically like yeah. threatens her and mm-hmm. like basically he chases her into her house like he's gonna yeah. beat the shit out of her yeah and then we never see him again yeah, and then he's gone and I felt like either I wanted to see him you know expressing that anger or mm-hmm. I wanted to see him confront Kate Blanchett or mm-hmm. I wanted to see him like watching her on TV whatever it was mm-hmm. I felt like they could have wrapped his story up better yeah. also Barbara, it makes sense that she's back on her bullshit because she really doesn't ever show any remorse Mm -mm. for doing the shit that she did. And so it makes sense that she would go straight into her next victim, basically. Yes. Whatever it was, I don't know. I just was craving something else at the end and I'm not 100% sure how to fix it. Mm -mm. But I think that's my major concern other than the script. Okay, yeah. I mean, I think that's super valid. And I think those are things I also wish would have happened. Like, I think those things should have been wrapped up better. There should have been a more dramatic ending. Like, I agree with you because I think the rest of the movie is shocking and twisted and dramatic. And then I kind of agree with you. It does fizzle out. Mm -hmm. And it is kind of disappointing because there was a lot of potential there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It felt like we were building towards something. Yeah. And the moment that was the climax which was this confrontation scene Mm -hmm. that we've been talking about although it was a very wonderful climax Mm -hmm. it felt like you could have ended the movie with her screaming at the paparazzi and it wouldn't have changed the movie at all true very true like everything that happens after that scene is almost superfluous yeah i'm just gonna pretend that the confrontation scene is the end and i'm just just pretend it stopped there yeah I think even though the writing was lacking and the story kind of struggled a little bit at the end, I can completely remember why I loved this movie so much and why I used to watch it so much because it it is really a fascinating unraveling to watch. Mm-hmm. And again, Kate Blanchett is just absolutely stunning in this movie. Yeah. Like she just ate. Yeah. She was so good. <laughs> Absolutely eight. She's the best. Man. She is the best. She's so great. She I love is the her. best. And I am so, so happy that you liked this movie. Yeah. I knew you would because yeah. you had a just good feeling. Objectively, it's just a it's a good story. Yeah. It's it's really fucked up. Yeah. And it's really interesting. And there's really good acting. I thought the score is beautiful. Yeah. The score is very effective as well. Yeah. It wasn't just pretty. Like it was it was a pretty score for sure. But it really captured moments mm-hmm. 
with the music and i, I really appreciated yes the score i also. thought so too and i just think that it is a hidden gem dude yeah i thought this was like a really perfect little throwback yeah for us to see and i'm so happy that it was something you had never seen before and so different from hook which so, i'm so <laughs> so different i gotta from be hook. honest i thought you were gonna go with rom-com you know that was too easy yeah i was leaning, i was shocked yeah I was, it, but it was a good shock i was leaning towards rom-com initially and that's kind of the ones that were kind of cycling through my head but once this popped into my head mm-hmm. i was like no this is the one <laughs> this is it and it's so interesting because i feel like i want people to go watch this because if you like Kate blanchett if you like fucked up true crime stories yeah even though it's not true but yeah. it's not true but it has the feeling of that yeah please go watch this because i think you will like it also if you like really character driven stories yeah exactly and it's an hour and a half it's a quick yeah. watch oh my god a yeah. really quick watch should we do popcorn scores yeah absolutely okay. we know what yours is probably yeah mine is a large yeah it just is really something to watch i think it's really something to just experience i think the acting's great i think there's just so many good things that outweigh the couple of bad things so mm-hmm. for me it's a large i think it's also a large okay yeah pop off there are plenty of larges that are not perfect sure you know a movie doesn't have to be perfect to be a large it doesn't have to be perfect to be and for our rating scale a large is something that you would consider a four or five star movie or an a and and beyond right this is more than a b oh yeah movie um i am in awe of their performances everyone Mm. across the board even the boy was great in it the music was great i thought most of the script was great Mm -hmm. the acting alone would get this a large for me truly but i thought the story as well was just super gripping Mm -hmm. and honestly the star of the show was portia (laughs) yes my god portia rest in peace portia portia (laughs) my favorite thing is that this entire story unravels because a cat dies it's true i don't know there's just something so on the nose about an old spinster's cat passing away and sending her over the edge sending her off the deep end and her just being like well i'm gonna fuck everybody's grumpy old lesbian is just mad all she had was her cat (laughs) and now the cat's gone so let's fuck shit up how real and true (laughs) is that (laughs) pop off judy dutch yes we understand yeah rest in peace portia rip portia That does it for us. Mm-hmm. Thank you for showing me this movie. You are so welcome. I, I really enjoyed it. It was a great movie. I think I like forgot that this movie existed yeah. for a little bit. And I'm happy I remembered it. I've enjoyed Throwback August. I think we'll too. try to do more throwbacks. I know some people have been... I have gotten a few messages that we sh- still should do The Godfather. Okay. I'll consider it. I'm, I'm, I'm open to it. I'm open to it. Okay, we're open to it. I feel like... We're going to watch The Godfather before we die. Like, we're going to one day right. be like, we should probably just watch it. probably be today. Yeah. So why not do an episode on it? But we are going to finish up Throwback August with this episode. And luckily, there are some movies coming out in September that we are excited to see. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye on our Instagram for our next episode. Until then, go watch Notes on a Scandal. It's on Prime. Yes, it go is on Prime. It. You can rent it. Actually, okay, it is on Prime, 
And when I Googled it, it said you could rent it for $3.99, but it's on sale right now for like $170, oh I think. Oh my God, even better. Yeah, it was like less than $2. So go, go watch it. Yeah, go rent, go it, rent it right now. Watch it. Please message us and tell us what you think about it. Yeah. I really want to know everybody's Absolutely. thoughts if you watch it. Yeah, for sure. All right, everybody. Have a great week and we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us on the ride home.